another episode of The Lava Pool. I'm your host, Sam, Dr. Fidget Harspon, and VGC 17 has officially begun. We're going to start with our intro topic, which is breakfast cereal mascots. Toler, Toler Webb, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. What is your favorite breakfast cereal mascot? Um, I am a big fan of the bird in Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Okay. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I don't know my... his. I don't know his name, but he really Sunny. stands up. Sunny. Okay. Yep. That is the second best uh, cuckoo bird. That is a uh, cereal mascot. What is the first best then? Uh, it is my favorite. It is the duo of Pepper and Perry, the Cocoa Weeds mascots. <laughs> what even is that cereal? I don't even know. Um, it's like chocolate grits. Chocolate grits. Yeah, I don't even like grits. Okay, would you like them if they were chocolate? I, yes, actually, I would strongly. Okay, yeah, it's they're good, but more importantly, they're their mascot's cool. Pepper and Perry. Yeah, I will it, look that it's up. It's a boy and his and his bird. Cocoweeds, cocoweeds can't be beat. It's creamy hot. Anyway, <laughs> uh, also joining us, we have Tiffany. Hello. Hello. What's your favorite cereal mascot? I like the Trix Rabbit. I like how it refuses to go to the store and just buy cereal instead of feels obligated to steal it from children. Well, the mascot stealing food from people has gone on for a very long time in the cereal. Yeah, but it is the most prominent one. I mean, there's also the Lucky Charms guy, but it seems like the children are stealing from him. So I'm a little bit more sympathetic. Um, Sugar Bear for Sugar Crisps, he started off as the person stealing it from an old witch in the forest, and then later on it evolved into people trying to steal it from him. Huh. Did not know that. I've not heard of a Sugar Bear. But can't get enough of that Sugar Crisps. I think nope. like a lot of really old cereals, no. Sam. Okay. Well, I mean, that's when it was good. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. It's really, it's your what? childhood when it matters. Yeah, once Crazy Craven came out, then cereal all just went downhill. Crazy Craven? <laughs> the honeycomb mascot, it was just kind of a ball of fur. Oh. That children got really hungry and then turned into him and then bounced all around. It was, that, it was madness. That's bizarre. Do you not remember Crazy Craven? No, I, I must be too young. Like, I feel like a little baby right now. Oh, I, don't know I also don't remember that. That was 90s. Like, 90s? late 90s, I want to say. I was born and in 1997. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> late 90s was were... when I was literally an infant. <laughs> okay, so you don't remember me wanting honeycomb and the hairball Not at thing all. that kids turned into. Okay. Now I feel really old. No, you don't. You feel very young. Shh, it's okay. Um... Yeah, what what are we... Rules. Rules are the first thing we're talking about. They finally put out and then took down and changed and then put back up and then took down and changed and then put back up more rules for VGC 17. Yay! Have you guys seen these yet? I've heard a lot of tales of them, but I haven't gotten a chance to look at them. I linked it in the document, but my computer is now in airplane mode, so I can't actually... Pull them up. You are. I. I'm looking at them now. Yeah, it's a pretty long list, and I heard they were getting changed regularly, so it didn't feel reasonable. Especially yeah, because I'm not going to be Initially, the Pokedex list did not ban Zygarde in any of its forms. Right. You I was that. so excited. <laughs> and so I was doing calcs, and then checked again, and everybody's like, "Oh, they changed it. Zygarde's banned." No, Zygarde, our savior. Z- Zygarde. Zygarde's interesting. Because it's not like super overpowered. Okay. Because of the way the that its complete power ability works. Is actually super overpowered. It, except it doesn't activate until you're at half health. Right. So you're at half health, you use your citrus berry, you have all this extra health, and then you are very buff Zygarde, and you're very hard to KO because Dragon Ground type goes right. Yeah, except that before you get knocked down to there, you're super easy to KO. And not doing a lot offensively. You're not wrong. I, I just like the idea of Thousand Arrows on Celestial, personally. That yeah. does sound pretty fun. It would be very gratifying and anti-Stolly. So. Yeah. Anyway, but it's it's not allowed. It's okay. Everything is fine. Um, What they 
did announce was timers, or more specifically, how there's no real good in-game timer anymore, and it's now judges get to decide your fate. No! Okay, I want to say, in a best-of-one scenario, it was 20 minutes, and then time gets called, and you have three more turns to play. Which is not great. And in best of three, it was 50 minutes. Yeah. Time gets called, and then you get three more turns to finish your game. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah. The game time limits uh, in tethered matches are really just your time, for the most part. Um, yeah. However, um, the way that your time works. Even if you were taking the maximum amount of time, um, that's still about 13 turns before your time would run out, yeah. so you're going to hit the judge limit before you hit the your time limit, almost I, always. I think that's kind of ridiculous, personally. Okay, I'm just confused about this one thing, and I'm hoping that one of you guys knows the answer to this question that I've had all week. Okay, so it says in there that you get for best of threes, you get 50 minutes total. That doesn't Divide by three? Does it is that does like not. is well? I mean, it does, but it if it's not twenty minutes, does not go into you right. know fifty three. Sixty. Yeah, right. exactly. So does that mean so you get fifty minutes total for your best of three? What if hypothetically you both like the only two games got played during that time, and you guys were both one one? Who would win? Well. Then you go into sudden death. Yay, we can talk about sudden death. <laughs> yeah. Um, sudden death, it works like it always has. Um, I don't know that they've actually had it the last handful of years, but they used to. Um, I think I've only seen it happen like once or twice. Uh, basically, at the end of every turn, if somebody has more Pokemon remaining than their opponent, they win. Like You start a new game, and first person to have a number of Pokemon advantage wins. Yeah, that would be a very nervous game. I would be freaking out the whole time. I don't understand. Yeah. If we're going to have a 20-minute time limit in each game, why didn't they just put a 20-minute 20 20 minute time limit into the game? They are capable of doing I... this. They've done it before. <laughs> it's not a problem. The, they had that in the last games, but I don't know that it's actually in the... Well, I mean, Battle Spot, you still get a full battle timer on yeah. the thing, right? It seems yeah. like they're perfectly capable with Tethered. I I don't understand, but I think the big problem is with the metagame the way it is now, a lot of stalemates tend to happen. Yeah, especially between Celestials. Yeah. So you end up getting a handful of matches every round that are going to go to time. And then what do you do if you don't have judges that are like standing at everyone's table ready to do the manual tiebreaker after the three turns. Right. What do you what do you do in nationals when you have thirty floor judges but you have five hundred players? Right. <laughs> and you yeah. don't have thirty floor judges because we don't have that many people willing to do that. I imagine the nationals will have uh, a lot less people this year with the new entry fees. I mean if they're charging forty bucks for regionals, what are they gonna charge for nationals? Uh, it's forty bucks. Oh. Yeah, they're not going above forty bucks at least they haven't yet. I mean, last national, that's what it was. I'm just shocked that they're charging $30 for regionals, but that's another topic altogether. Yeah, but, I mean, what happens if you're in the middle of selecting your move and they say time is up, and then you hit your move and the animation starts when they say three more turns? Does that count as one of the turns? Or do you get three turns plus that turn? Yeah. I. And how do you enforce it? Because if... After those three turns, one person is going to have an advantage over the other, then it kind of sucks trying to figure out which turn actually is the third turn. Mm-hmm. And it's it's frustrating because it leaves so much up to the judge's discretion because of that. And that's something and that we've always been able to avoid and part of what's kept our game pretty healthy. <laughs> and one of the other issues is, like, you need the judges right there the entire time to check the stuff. Because if you have to sit and wait for a judge to come over, you risk your time running out and then you losing the match. Yeah. So you can't, like, stop and raise your hand and wait for them 
or pause at all, really, because then your opponent gets an advantage. And the amount of fighting I've had to do with people about BCs online or whatever does not make me hopeful about how honest or how chivalrous or honorable someone is going to be during a game in an actual VGC tournament. Like, I just don't feel like it's gonna... I don't feel like people are just gonna play it out without the judge sitting there staring over their shoulders. I mean, even when we did have the timer deciding for us, I still got into a fight with a kid at a tournament about the timer rules. Which I, I was at regionals last weekend, and there was a kid in seniors who was just yelling at his opponent the entire match, like, oh, are you really going to timer stall me? Seriously? Can you even do that? Like, you're really timer stalling me, honestly. And then after the game was over, like, he called the judge over, and he's like, is he allowed to timer stall? And, like, I, I had my match pretty much wrapped up, and I'm like, there's no such thing as timer stalling. The game timer is the timer. You lost, kid. It's, it's okay. You will live. Because the, the judge had no idea what he was talking about. It's crazy that the judges wouldn't have any idea what they were talking about when... <laughs> well, that's... Uh, it, last year, timer stalling was not an actual yeah. thing that anyone could do. It didn't exist. Now, now it is. Now it's a real-life thing. Now it's actually a pretty good strategy. Uh, I, mean, it was, <sighs> I mean, running the timer was a strategy that was good last year. I mean, it's what Wolf did for most well, of his Pokemon it, playing career, but... But it's that, not that wasn't stalling. stalling. Yeah. That was managing the clock. This is actually stalling now. Yeah. Because um, if you can force a stalemate and then have a really good mode to get that sudden death win, like that's that's a completely viable way to play your tournament. Especially if you're paying forty bucks to get in and there's a lot more money on the line at some of these bigger tournaments. Yeah. If you see that's the way that you have to do it, that's the way you have to do it. That sounds so unfun, though. It does. It, yeah, kinda. I'm I'm not a fan of it, but I mean, hopefully they can add a total game timer before next week when London starts. <laughs> and they have like 500 people playing. Odd one. feeling that I don't think that it, odd feeling that it's not going to happen as much as yeah. it should. I, I I appreciate like Jen Badamo expressing her distaste for it for the situation as it is. That makes me feel heartened, I guess. But it's it's disappointing yeah. that this is the situation because I don't what what actually is the reason? Like I I don't understand. For the people that are playing the game and are doing well in the game, it's never been an issue outside of like 2012 when the timer was first a real, or like 2011 when the timer was first a real real thing. Was it in 2011? Yeah, uh, I think it was. 2012. Like at some point, they switched the move timer from 60 seconds to 45. That was more recently, wasn't it, though? Yeah. yeah. This is 2014. I, I don't remember when they first introduced the in-game timer, because they did have to call stuff manually before. Yeah. And it was, it, I think it's it was a step in the right direction to have the actual in-game timer. I think that's something that, like, our game had uniquely over a, a lot of other games that we had a really functional, naturally structured time system that, and matches that, didn't all run over. That was the other thing. Before we had a timer and judges had to call time themselves, um, the your time stuff didn't exist, so you could pause and wait for a judge to come over and do that all that other stuff. Yeah. Like, actually having your time in this makes everything worse. It does make it hard. Because no one's going to run out of that time during their actual game. Like, even if they're running the clock the entire time, it's not going to go until... or it, They're going to hit 20 minutes before they hit 10 minutes of your time. Always. So having that in there is... They, they should either turn that off or give us a actual in-game full-timer. I mean, Sun and Moon has a fairly laggy doubles. I don't know what causes it, but I have a lot of people have talked to me and been like, hey, did you notice that Sun and Moon lags out on doubles a little bit? And I, I, I mean, every game has that problem, but it's interesting to see. What system are you playing on? A new 3DS. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I've noticed that it's noticeably better on the new 3DS versus the old one. Well, I haven't tried on the old one yet, so maybe I'm oh. not experiencing the worst of it. But oh. yeah, you wait for the animations for both players for time, so... Yeah, so if your opponent is on an old 3DS, it's going to make you slow, too. Yeah. Uh. So, it's frustrating. <laughs> it's not what we were hoping for. It's all no, like, a step forward and a few steps back. Yeah, I, I don't understand the change. I don't think there was actually a problem anyone had before. Um, I know people complained, but it wasn't people that actually played the game. Yeah. I no one who was actually playing like serious competitive Pokemon was complaining about that timer system. It was one of the best parts of the game. Oh yeah. And I, I can say that I guess in the sense of like grass is greener on the other side, whatnot, like it was now that it's gone, it was one of the best parts of the game. But honestly, the the fact that we didn't have to worry about a lot of the issues that plague live tournament formats with judges having to come over and all these ruling things and I I mean, I've played competitive Yu-Gi-Oh! before. Like, it's just frustrating. <laughs> it's so like, annoying. also, we're understaffed. Yeah, because TCG gets a lot of the staffing that... I mean, that's where the attention goes. And people train for TCG judging and all that stuff. So, putting a lot of a lot of responsibility on people. That, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah, so I guess we'll see how London goes next week, and Maybe they'll make some changes before then. Maybe they'll do it before the first set of regionals starts this month. Yeah. Or maybe they won't do it at all. I mean, oftentimes they're good about responding to feedback, especially this early on, like before 2017 actually is the year that we're in. So I'm optimistic. Um, I'm kind of upset that they waited until November 30th to post the rules that were supposed to go into effect on December 1st. Right? That's and then they posted it with all those errors and had to take it down repeatedly. And like then it was down for almost a full day. I really wonder what led stuff. to that. I'm really, I'm really curious. Oh, yeah. Like, there were people that had PCs planned for December 1st. Yeah. And they didn't post the rules until the night that it doesn't make a lot of sense i think like they set the timeline themselves they knew when they had to have this out and then they just didn't mm -hmm. yeah well so yeah that's I, that i don't know who dropped the ball there but it's it's frustrating we have complained for our our, our allotted number of minutes okay i agree uh, well no we're only at about 18 minutes now we've still got two more and then we have three more turns to complain. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fine. Um, all right. So you guys want to get into metagame stuff? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or do you want to wrap up 2016? Oh. Um, I didn't write that down, but it's over now. Xerneas. Ah. Xerneas. Yeah. I I went to the last regional. You that did. was fun. Yeah, you top aided. I did. How was I that? Top cut. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, I used a walrus again. Yep. And and Breloom and Chandelure. A little one, Marowak. Uh, oh, Chandelure. No, the the good one. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I double checked, and across all regionals through all continents, only one person top cut with the Chandelure all year, and it was me. <laughs> it twice. It wasn't the Walrein. It wasn't the Breloom, no, so, it was the Chandelure. One other person cut with a Breloom, and one other person cut with a Walrus, but no one else cut with a Chandelure. <laughs> you are special. Uh, yeah. As if we had any questions. I really liked Chandelure last year, guys. It was good. Yeah, good was a word for it in the Primal Gear and Primal Kyogre metagame. Well... By that argument, Primal Groudon was also bad because it lost to Groudon and Kyogre. Whoa, whoa, Groudon had things that made it useful against Kyogre and Groudon. Like, KOing itself and Sun. <laughs> right. Um, Chandelure to hit KO's Groudon and also gets to hit KO'd by Groudon. So I used it as a Groudon counter more than once. Oh my gosh. It's high quality. High quality Pokemon. 
I um I went to Philadelphia regionals and I played big six. Yeah, and you you top aided too, right? I also top aided. I very very yeah. short of the money. My a team very similar to mine ended up winning, which was sort of funny. But I I had dropped the Braylon Walrus team because the Smeargle matchup kept getting worse and worse mm-hmm. as people started doing more stuff with their Smeargles. To the point where I just wasn't confident against it anymore. Yeah. And so I was going to like try and redo my Nats team, the Giratina thing, going into this. I'm like, I know that team is better than how I performed at Nationals. So I can do this. And I did a handful of practice things and asked some people. And like, uh, like Jake Rosen Walrus. was, yeah, he's like, why don't you just run Walrus Breloom again? I'm like, eh, how much Smeargle am I going to see? And, and you didn't see very many, did you? No, I saw so much Smeargle. Oh, shit. Uh, well, I like, saw like if three. They, I, saw, I, I hardly saw any Smeargle. Like, I can deal with Smeargle, but if they're Scarf, I basically lose game one, and round one I faced a Scarf Smeargle. Um, I think I had like four or five Smeargles in Swiss, including Andy Himes. <laughs> like, if if there's one person you don't want to face if you're unsure on your Smeargle matchup, it's Andy Himes. It's, it's the person who's played more Smeargle than anyone else in the world. Oh my gosh. I don't get how he lives with himself sometimes. But it was, it's uh, a beautiful thing that he's, does, he's done that well with Smeargle. <laughs> one of his he also had Scarf Smeargle. Oh yeah, Scarf Smeargle was terrifying. Scarf Smeargle's my favorite and Smeargle. I think he led Kangaskhan's Smeargle both game ones against me and like going back to 2014 if if you lead Kangaskhan and something that's not going to trick room or tailwind um i i am a free side pup for you every time <laughs> i am a free side pup uh, so yeah smeral kangaskhan just side and he did like yep you get that free and i think i let him do it the second game too but he didn't yeah which i guess probably helped you a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And then game three. I don't know. Uh, as it turns out, and I had forgotten this calc, but um, Mock Punch from Preloom, even if you've been intimidated, one shot's Smeargle. That's so, hilarious. That saved me in the first round. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Let's let's move on to the Sun and Moon meta game, though. That's Agreed! Okay. So, Smeargle's back. No, it's not. Void and sport. I've I've actually seen a lot of Smeargle. I have actually seen a few. I don't know what they do. That's, they uh, score they endeavor, you. They endeavor and sport. They sport. Well, well the ones um, on Showdown will endeavor because level one Smeargle on there isn't banned, even though it is in the actual BG rules. Um, level fifty Smeargles will still endeavor you after they get taken to Sash, but they still oh. have access to all the guards and fake out and every other annoying thing that it can possibly think of. Right, outside of good Dark Void. Or Dark Void at all. So, yay! Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a, a bunch of ways to prevent sleep, like Tapu Lele? Tapu Coco. Tapu Finny and Coco. Finny and Coco, yeah. I am a yeah. big fan of both of those Tapus. They're very cute. <laughs> I've, I've used a lot of Coco, and I don't like it, but... What have you it, been using outside of Coco? I mean, have you been using Palisand? <laughs> I have run a little bit of Palisand, yes. And and it's okay. It is. It's not terrible. <laughs> it, it has been my most successful team so far. Well, that's good. That's that's a high-quality team, I assume. Yeah, it has Gengar, it has Palisand, it has the Fire Kitty. Uh, Incineroar? Yeah. Wait. Wait, you made fun of me for talking about Incineroar, and now you're using I it? I did. Yep, and I made fun of Blake for talking about Palisand, and I'm using that. I Next thing I know, you're going to be using Comfy. Uh, <laughs> I have not looked at Comfy yet. You're almost there. Just keep going. I, I don't know. We'll get there. Um, I, I know one of the most common cores that I've been seeing has been um, the Porygon 2, Marowak, Gyarados, uh, Tapu Lele core. I have seen a fair number of that too. Yeah. Yeah. It seems good. Uh, it's very hard to hit the Porygon too. There's not a lot of good fighting types, and if there were, they would just get killed by the Tapu Lele. That is 
incorrect. There are tons of good fighting right, types. Yeah, the Buzzwool was introduced this generation. Buzzwool is really uh, good. Really? <laughs> good. Uh, Fermosa's good. It has some but, of the best stats out of any fighting type of all time. Machamp is still really good. Uh, Hariyama's alright. Yeah. Lucario has some cool stuff. But they would still all die to the Tapu Lele, except for the one pretty girl bug. I'm still learning their names. Um, Faramosa? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she the... just, she, doesn't she still die to Psychic? She yeah, does, Fermosa but at dies least she'll hit it first, because she's fast enough. Yeah. But, see, well, and uh, Lucario also survives that stuff. But the issue is, like, even with all the fairies, Outside of Lele, like, nothing's really using fairy moves and threatening the fighting types. Yeah, it, I mean, all of the, um, all of the tapus outside of Lele and Feeny don't really use any of those, even. So you have to consider, like, okay, yeah, Bulu and Coco are fairy types, but they don't, they're not any good with fairy moves. I, Coco not getting yeah, glasses. <laughs> yeah, Coco sometimes has Dazzling Gleam, but it doesn't really do a lot, because it's only, what, 95 base special attack? Yeah, it's really actually pretty weak, offensively. I mean, in, compared to a lot of pseudo-legendaries in Furious games. It, it yeah, really does like, rely on Electric Train. It does. Um, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. Um, that the fighting types are better than you think they are? Yeah, the, the fighting types are better than the think they are. Um, flying types, we're back to a metagame where flying type Pokemon don't use flying type moves because nothing has aerial aid anymore and there's no flying gems for acrobatics. Yep. So. Yep, and Gyarados doesn't really flying move. Neither does Celestelia. Well, it, it gets air slash. So It gets air slash. No one uses it. <laughs> <laughs> it uses flamethrower and flash cannon. Yay. Nice. Or something. It's like heavy, it's heavy slam and leech seed. Heavy slam that's... substitute leech seed protect. Yeah, that's pretty common thing. Too. Yeah, but if it's using special moves, uh, I don't know. I feel like I've seen a dozen or so on different streams today, and all of them were leech seed sub protect. Yeah, that was the first set that I used too. It's good. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, and it leads to all kinds of. Stalemates. It does. It's it's weird that they would introduce Celesteel at the same time as mucking up the rules like that. I don't know why they gave that leech seed, but they didn't give it to anchor thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's annoying. What the heck, Delmize? Come on. <sighs> Delmize, I I would love that so much. Like it would be a good Celestelia counter because it can't get seeded. Yeah. And it doesn't. Except it can't use seeds itself. It's so annoying. Yeah, I mean the Celesteel would just sub up on you. Right. It's interesting. I, I, I think a lot of things in the metagame are really interesting, and I people haven't used Trevenant at all, which is probably a good thing, but it seems better than people give it credit for. Yeah. Um, I, I was looking at that earlier, but it's just, it's defensively not as good as it needs to be to actually make use of its tools. Some of them, yeah. I mean, if we're talking about Harvest Grass types, uh, Alolan Executor also gets that in Trick Room, which is interesting. I think I have... Brisk isn't a bad ability for it either, because you can tell which of their things has the uh, Z-move. Yeah. Yeah. Frisk is good. Um, I'm running into a lot of early metagame. Everyone has a scarf somewhere. <laughs> find out where it is. And that's been fun. Yeah. So, like, I, I tried popular. Executor a little bit, and it was just okay. It is it is sincerely okay. Grass Dragon is not stellar coverage right now. No, and its move pool is kind of not the best. It would be great I if think Grass Dragon was good. I think that it will be better when the bank comes out and you can put Power Swap on it so you can just Draco and Leaf Storm Power Swap things. Yep, the lack of Power Swap kind of kind of sucks at the moment. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I'm interested. I'm more interested in this metagame after bank than I am before bank. Because it just feels like slightly limited. It feels like it's not real until January. Yeah, and testing on Showdown, you have everybody using post-bank moves, even though they're not allowed. Yeah. So every single Salazzle will fake you out 
even though you can't fake out with Silazzle yet. I love Silazzle. <laughs> so do I. I've, I've run a lot of Silazzle. Mm, I need but not with fake out. I need to use it. I mean, it's just interesting the, the, the corrosion that comes along with that. You can poison it. Yeah. You can toxic a Celestalia and stop it from stalling you. Yeah. Um, I mean, or you could just fire move and knock it out. Yeah, or you but... could just use fire blast. <laughs> well, I, you have the benefit of being able to talk to them even in the rain if someone's using rain. So I'll see what that's okay. Um, right. Yeah. Was there? Was there? Is there anything that's really standing out? I know I didn't really think about Porygon two. I didn't really wasn't something that crossed my mind before the metagame. Like that's going to be broken. That that was that was one of the things we talked about was last it? episode. Yeah. I mean, we did was... then, but like. A week before then, I was not considering it. I think that that podcast was eye-opening for me in regards to Porygon 2, because I hadn't thought about it before then. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, it's, but it's overachieved a little bit, in my mind. I think it's doing exactly what it was born to do here, because it's the only really, really bulky trick rumor. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no Cresselia, there's no... What, Musharna? There's no Musharna. Musharna would not be as bulky either. I think Musharna has typically underperformed uh, versus the yeah. idea of using Porygon 2 as well, even with telepathy. Um, and Oranguru is better for telepathy too, so. Yeah, and like Slow King and Slow Bro, I, mm. I guess they're just scared of Coco and Circuitry. Which makes sense. <laughs> well, they also have to be afraid of Bulu. Yeah. True. Bulu is strong. I'm enjoying all these fun names. They're all fun. <laughs> they are pretty fun. But yeah, the the most common things I've seen have been uh, Coco, Garchomp, Celestelia, and Marowak. Mm. I, it's like, there has been Mar- Marowak everywhere. It's interesting both how good Marowak is, because it's one of the only Lightning Rod Mons, and how good Coco is, in spite of the fact that Marowak is good. Right. Um, I... I'm confused by some of the teams that run Coco and Marowak without a Celestelia. Yeah. Because then you're just kind of... You run into the Groudon Kyogre thing where it's like, you make your one guy's stabs not actually do anything while you're on the field. <laughs> and there's like, the only the main reason that you run Marowak is to stop Coco from KOing Celestelia, right? Right, right. Something like right. that. Yeah. It's messy. I, I guess most of them do have Gyarados, anyway. Yeah, protect the Gyarados is another thing. I've seen Water Z move Gyarados and Citrus Gyarados, Dragon Dancing, and being cute and all that. I see a lot of Intimidate oh, yeah. spams too. As, as free as I am for side pups, um, don't don't ever Dragon Dance against me turn one because that's not going to work out for you. <laughs> <laughs> like I've led Incineroar and something else against Gyarados so many times. And they always dragon dance. They never just go for the KO on Incineroar, and then they get knocked out turn one. It's great. By by what? Darkest Lariat and another attack. Uh, like another attack and then Moon Salt. Oh, Moon Salt. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense because it's more damage. Yeah. So cool. And it's it's a fun animation. <laughs> the real reason we play Pokemon, we're just in it for the animations. <laughs> like I I need to get it in game so I can well. Uh, I need to get a full team in game so I can start playing on Battle Spot. Yeah, watch that stuff. Time to get on top. Of, I mean, I have finals coming up, so that's where my focus is. Unfortunately, <laughs> Tiffany, are you also in final season? Uh, I am, but it's a little bit different for me. They don't really. I don't really have any tests for finals. They. I just have a whole bunch of projects to do next week. Oh, that's a shame. Those are the worst. I would Actually, it really doesn't bother me. I kind of like writing papers. Oh. Huh. Okay. Cool. Alright, so are there any other cores that we want to go over? Um, Not anything that stands out now. I'm really interested to see how things are after London. Okay. Um, underachievers is the next thing we have on our list. I think... Um, yeah, slow slow bro has been the one for me that I thought was going to be a lot more popular. Has not. Um, I thought Zergatru was going to be better, but the True. extreme amount of Marowak makes that less normal. Yeah. 
I thought the Tapu Fini was going to be a lot better than it was, because it has really good stats, but it just is not that good. Uh, okay. I believe you. I mean, I'd like it to be good, I just haven't really seen any of it. Fair enough. I've, I've seen a little here and there, but it, it doesn't seem doesn't, to be super popular at the moment. It doesn't do anything, right? Right. It's like not really any damage and doesn't really have significant support moves. It stops status, but that prevents you from statusing the opponent, and it would be paired really well with Arcanine for Will O Wisp. Yeah. And yeah. And it's another thing that is weak to Coco and Circuitry. This is true. And Bulu. And Bulu. Bulu. Yeah. Oh. I think Bulu is another one that I have not seen as much as I had feared I was going to see after you and Blake were hyping it up so much last time. We really just liked playing with it. I don't think we we both thought it was actually something that was crazy good. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, we both recognized I mean, that it was fun, but we weren't sitting there like, wow, this is going to be the strongest Pokemon in this meta. Clearly. I'm seeing it here and there, but it's it's not... I don't know if it's even top 10 right now. Yeah. As far as usage goes. Really good. So that that stands out to me. Okay. Um, next thing I have on the list is surprises. What has surprised you? Um, I expected Salamence to be better. I think it is better. Oh, really? Like I, people aren't using it, but I think it's better better than it should be. Um, I'm surprised Crocodile is as popular as it as it is right now. Oh yeah, it's getting fans. I know I mentioned it last week as something I thought was probably going to be, or I didn't say probably, I said it could be better than Garchomp eventually, and that seems to be coming sooner rather than later. It seems like Intimidate is super valuable in this metagame, and I sort of wonder when that's going to lead to people playing Defiant or competitive. I mean, I see plenty of Milotix. Yeah, right? And yeah, th there is Milotic. And then the Braviary and all this other stuff. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you see um, Braviary and Mandibuzz both got special shout-outs in the rules? Why? Uh, because they evolve at a high level, so it's like, if you see these two Pokemon under level, I think it was like 54, um, that's one of the things that gets you like a special bad mark on your record for hacking. Oh, so there are different degrees of marks on our record for hacking now? Yeah, it's like at the very end of the rule sheet, there's different tiers of punishments for different offenses. Number 77 under level 54, number 78 under level 54. Yeah, I'm like, wait, what Pokemon are those? And it <laughs> turns out it's Braviary and Mandibuzz. How come Dragonite's not in there? It also revolves at a dumb level. I don't know. It devolves at level 55, right? I, I know it's over 50. Yeah. Unless they changed it at some point. Because that was one of the 2010 Pokemon that wasn't allowed. Yeah. Or 2009. It's They have those, for the manual hack checking appendix, they have severe tiers. Like, tiers of severity. And the, all the severe tier ones are the, the shiny, the master ball, cherish ball, and the under level things. All oh, right, one of one of the initial rules that banned a certain shiny that you could get in game. Which one? Do we know? I forget. I, okay. I think it was like Sil Valley or something. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh. And so they had to update the rules. Like, nope, nope, that one's allowed. That one is just fine. We are, we are okay. Silvalley <laughs> is a oh. Pokemon. No, Sil Valley is not. And I, I saw it on stream today, and. Very disappointed that there is no way to get around figuring out what type it is if you're colorblind. Really? Like, you can't even look on the bottom screen to see what's super effective against it? I don't know about that, but it still kills you in Team Preview. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's like, Luckily, it's not that good. Yeah. I, again, I saw one on stream and it was like 3 0 or 4 0 at the time, so. I'm... It was getting wrecked. Alright, well, the, the Silvoli, I think Silvoli, like, on the stream, Silvoli was not doing very much. It feels, it, it has yeah, very it, underwhelming offensive stats. 
Yes, it, it looks bad. It can't use a Z move if it's holding a thing. Yeah. But. Not that it won't. But still, it's. Seeing a Pokemon on your opponent's team and not being able to know what type it is until it's actually on the field is annoying. To be fair, even people that weren't colorblind were having a hard time with that. <laughs> yeah. And I think the one on stream was a ground type, so. Right, it, and they were still figuring it out when the game was being played. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a little weird. Silverly is a little weird. I it brings me back to my memories of playing Arceus flying, um, on Pokemon, Pokemon Showdown <laughs> and the Ubers metagame, and everyone thinking it's Arceus Ice because I nicknamed it Arceus Ice. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm a bad person. It was really funny. It worked exceptionally well. A lot of people use fighting moves on it. <laughs> I got burned more than once by shiny. Rotom washes named Rotom H. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know how that happens because one of them looks like a toaster and the other one looks like a washing machine. I know, machine, but, but but they're tiny ghosts and they're colored, so like okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Anywho, yeah, they're both boxy. <laughs> They're both shaped like boxes. They are essentially the same thing. Everything. Um, well, they have the same Pokedex number, so they are the same they, thing. They are literally the same species, yes. yes. Alright, anything else surprised you so far? I've been seeing more Trick Room than I thought I would. I was convinced I you'd see a lot of Trick Room. And I'm glad you I know Trick Room's like really trick room. good. <laughs> it's really Everything um, really yeah, but you oh, have a lot of options. I've seen, I've seen no Crobat, and that is surprising to me. Did you expect to see Crobat, the specific Xerneas counter from 2016? Uh, no, but as something that absolutely 100% will get Tailwind up, because there are ways to prevent priority, and there's no more priority taunts. Right, you just do Tapu Lele Crobat. Yeah, so, I mean... It's it's a free tailwind, and you can still like use it offensively. Just sash it, and you won't lose to Tapu Koko speed ties. Yep. Does it mean super fitting about? I don't know. I I haven't looked, but I've seen zero Crobat, and I'm confused about that because there aren't a lot of good tailwind users. It also gets poison moves. I also noticed um a lot of muck. Speaking of muck, muck is good. Yeah, muck there is, is like, actually a lot of muck. It is really good, and I'm really happy about it because it's a pretty rainbow. And pretty? I don't know if pretty is the word I would use. What would you call rainbows? Um, no, I didn't call it not a rainbow. I just, <laughs> it's not really my favorite collection of colors. You know, yellow. <laughs> that really, really the bright shade of yellow is what gets me. <laughs> okay. I just can't jibe with that. There's also the, the green and purple. It's like there's a shiny muck and a non-shiny muck, but the non-shiny muck is like really bright purple. I'm sorry. I'm upset. <laughs> I like how um, the colors move through the muck. That is cool. Yeah. That is the cool. animations are great. Yeah, the real standout part of EGC 2017, the animations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like the backgrounds through the in-game stuff, but then we just get stuck with the plain thing that we've always had. But we have terrain changes. Battle background. Yeah, and then on top of that, there's terrain changes. So it's like, oh, you get to look at this yellow goo <laughs> battlefield. It's, it's an electrical field. Sure. Electric terrain. How do we have electric terrain? I don't know. Just yellow goo. There, that'll do it. It's like, oh, we put a current through the ground, and now everything is electrified. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. I mean, if we're just going to use the one same background every time, you'd think that they could do special terrain stuff on that background. But no. Anywho. Anywho. Uh, next next thing we have on the list, London. Uh, none of us are going to that, nope, right? I am, no. I am not. I don't have the dollars to make that choice. Okay. I don't have a passport. Equally valid reason. My passport's about to be. Like I I have a passport card so I can drive to Canada or Mexico, but I can't fly anywhere. Hmm. I don't know where my actual passport is. Which is probably a bad thing, isn't it? Yeah. 
Whoopsie daisy blade. It's fine. We're not going to um, London. What do we think is going to get played at London? Celestia. Okay. Yep. Yeah, Celestia. Um, a lot of Marowak. Yeah. Yep. Some Tapu Coco. Some Tapu Lady. Mm. Tapu Coco. Like, I've used a lot of it, but it always seems like super underwhelming when I have it. Maybe. And I want to switch it. Figgy Berry Snorlax. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I love Snorlax. But it's so cute. It belly drums and it goes back to full HP. Did you guys see uh, Angel playing on stream earlier today? I didn't get no. Um, well, his team didn't have anything really to deal with Celestelia, so that was an issue. But he had belly drum figgy Snorlax with uh, Psych Up Mimikyu and Psych Up Metagross. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get and it off? He had yes, every single game. Every single game. It was wow. three games. That's amazing. Um, let's see. He had Endeavor Smeargle also. Huh. So that was great. And it was Belly Drum Crunch Return Recycle on Snorlax. Yeah. So if he got into a stall world, or he could just recycle his figgy berry and go back to full health whenever he wanted to. Yeah, it's actually, I think that's probably going to end up being a thing in singles for sure, because that's technically like Snorlax now knows recover, sort of. Yeah. Um, um but yeah, the Psycuff was also super scary. Did he, did he win on stream? Uh, he won game one. Game two, it came down to Snorlax versus Celestelia. And because of the turn order and Celestelia had sub, it was going to be a PP stall that Snorlax would lose, so he just forfeited that game to go to game three. Mm. And game three, he lost. Again, because something got knocked out after it was belly drum, so he wasn't at plug six anymore. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> Although he did manage to endeavor this. Celestelia at one point to get it from full health to 1 HP. It's like, no, Celestelia, you just threw the game. No! You were the light of my life, Celestelia. Yeah. It's okay. It's all fine. It was, yeah, it was fine. So we're, it was a fun game. We might see it at night. Um, I see now that there's a correction. Yes, um, the correction segment. Normally we don't have this because we are perfect with everything that we say, but somebody noticed uh, something incorrect. I think Blake said this. I'm just going to blame it on him. Yep, he did. He did. Uh, I actually went and checked it after the podcast and also found the same to be true. Uh, okay, so um, at Colin Palmore wrote in and said, I noticed in Bad Moon, Ri Bad Moon Rising, someone commented that people were EVing Zerkatry to get a speed boost, and that's mathematically impossible. Even if they're jolly max speed with a zero IV and zero EVs and special attack, their special attack is still going to be higher than their speed. Yep. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe if it got snarled? No, it, it goes off of base stats, I think. They're okay, then, yeah. Modified. It, so yeah, no no speedy circuitries. I mean, I think it would be pointless to be speedy <laughs> if you didn't have enough special attack. If, if you yeah, could have the speed of, like, 200 and then have a special attack of 199, that's a different story, but... Yeah. It's all good. So there's one one hundred sixty special attack is still plenty of It's really uh, high. It's just it's just kind of a waste of a circuitry. Yeah, you're not using any of that offensive capability. It's it's stronger than like Kieran White. It's very strong. Uh, yeah. Well I think once is one sixty still higher than Timid Tapu Coco? Uh for special attack. Almost definitely. <laughs> Almost definitely. So yeah, you get a speed boost, then you're you're just a Tapu Koko. Then you are just a Tapu Koko. Great. I mean, without the zero IV and special attack. Right. All right. Uh, so we can move on okay. to questions. Yeah. Questions. Yeah. Uh, Steven Morioka actually sent this question in a couple weeks ago, but we weren't talking about London at the time. So I just saved the question for this week. Yes. How exciting will the chaos in London be? The chaos he's referring to is the teams that we're going to see there. So exciting. <laughs> I, I I would be much more excited if I wasn't worried about the timer. <laughs> it's going to be the highlight of my weekend. I'm looking forward to it. 
I'm going to watch as much as I can, but realistically, I'm expecting like hour and a half rounds every round, at least. At least. Oh, it's going to be organized so poorly. It's gonna oh, really yeah. Organized. It's going to seem organized really poorly because they're managing all of the bad stuff. That yeah, and it's it's the first major event. They just got these rules. The rules are still not exactly great and almost impossible to enforce correctly. Yep. Because, I mean, at the end of the three turns, you have to count the amount Sam. of HP remaining on each Pokemon. Sam, Sam the timer has run out. You have to see what four Pokemon they took and then to count their total HP for each one. <laughs> have to let it go. What if their timer runs out while you're watching that? Then they have to look at the look back to Sam. see what Pokemon Stop it. And skip to skip to the last Sam. turn to see how much HP they were left with. And, Sam, oh my, three turns what? are up. This, it's so bad. It's so bad. Uh, but yeah, the teams will be nice. Apparently, um, outside of something very separate from that, someone made Top Cut for the first time with a walrus last week. Oh, yes. It, yes, yes, that was the hive mind that, I want to say, I forget whose PC that was, but it was one of the bigger PCs. Mm -hmm. That's, I'm um, really impressed. I really, oh, that's exciting. I'm really happy for you, hive mind. Yeah, me too. Go, go, Team Walrus. <laughs> I mean, I'm not uh, going to say it's competitively viable, but I'm supportive of anyone getting top cuts first time. Yeah, Wal Walrus is super viable. What are you talking about? Um, no comment. I went eighteen and four in Swiss with Walrus this year. Um, no comment. <laughs> I won't say it's not because of the walrus and it's because of the chandelier, but I'm going to say it's not because of the walrus, it was the chandelier. The chandelier only came to, like, a couple Shh. games each tournament. Weren't you, weren't you just insulting the chandelier, like, an hour ago? I believe in standard metagames. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've gone to the dark so side. Actually, cha I changed the walrus for this one. I wasn't running Assault Vest anymore. Yeah. Citrus Berry and Encore. Yeah. That was wild. I was um, so surprised. I I changed the I changed it to a bold instead of a moderate or not bold. Uh, calm. The lava pool. So it where Sam talks yeah, about his walrus. It it took hits just as well as the assault vest one, except it just didn't do as much damage. So I dropped ice beam. Yeah. Like the threat of ice beam was enough, and then encore to hit trick rooms and. Geomancies and stuff like that. Fun things. Yeah, because everyone expects you to be running Assault Vest because you're the world's most famous walrus player. Yeah. Oh, and I I encored so many Kangaskhans into Fake Out, it was so much fun. So so who's the 7th Gen Walrus equivalent, then? I don't think there is one. I'm going to look for a moment. I feel, like, I feel like I have a thought of who. It's not Lapras. I know everybody's going to say, oh, it's just Lapras. It's just but Lapras, no. dude. No. Yeah, it's not Lapras. That's... Not what Lapras does. Might be Kerbominable might be close. Does it have Super Fang? It doesn't have to have Super Fang to be like Walrus, okay? Like Super Fang and Sab Icy Wind were kind of the thing and being a tank. Yeah. You're not wrong. Um if if Crobat doesn't have Super Fang, then no, but if it does, then I guess Crobat might be the closest thing. You know better than we do. Um, yeah, there's nothing really that it's, stands out here that would be very walrusy. I mean... No, but, like, there's not a lot of, like, super bulky stuff that just sits there. To be fair, Tapu Buru has Nature's Madness. And sits there with Grassy Terrain. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, they're the I, same. I don't know, maybe Porygon too. Mm, I don't... I think it, that's better than Walrus. No offense. It doesn't get icy wind. It doesn't, but it has speed control. Um, also, to answer your question, it doesn't have super fang, so I don't know. Crobat does not get super fang via leveling up. It okay. Doesn't get it by breeding, right? Can you breed it? I do not think so. I think it's a move tutor. Uh, no, you cannot breed it. Okay. Mm. So yeah, I I don't think there's any any good walrus here. 
Toxapex kind of reminds me of it. It's not. I know it's not nearly the same. No, like the the stab ice move was huge. Mm, yeah, like I, I know, I know, I dropped it at certain. <laughs> but, <laughs> I know it wasn't still, really there, but it was there in my heart. I mean, he still had. I still had stab ice. We've got a very important question coming up. So, Glaceon, Glaceon is the walrus. Okay, it's not. It's it's, it's bad. It's bad defensive typing. Yeah, water helps so much. Yeah, water is. Um, Okay. Okay. So moving on. Yeah. Who is or what is the cutest Pokemon in Sun? That's a hard question. Uh, it is only as hard as you make it. Let's see, there's Bounsweet and Stuffle and the Kitten and the Sandcastle. Those are all really cute Pokemon. She uh Shinodic is really cute too. Oh wait, what am I what am I even doing? It's the Snowy Vulpix. Like not, not <laughs> even close. Oh my it's, god. Yeah. Have no, you you're such a meme. So, it's so cute. You're a meme. It's so cute. Well, I mean, to be fair, I think Rowlet is extremely. Uh, I think Poplio is pretty adorable. I, I also do. think that Mimikyu is cute. Uh, Mimikyu, Mimikyu is definitely up there. Mimikyu is just an ugly Pikachu. Aw, that's not very nice. You hurt its feelings. Uh, <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, it's a poorly drawn Pikachu. Stop being a jerk. Uh, non-schooled wishy-washy. I like. Politoed is in this game, so... I mean, it usually wins the cutest Pokemon award. I don't know why it wouldn't now. There's a Snowy Vulpix, that's why. N- no, no, Politoed yeah. is so adorable. It's not a Snowy And we Vulpix. have Gastrodon. Really? I think it's kind of ugly. Whoa. Buddy. <laughs> It's a slug. To be fair, my favorite, my favorite Pokemon, in part because I think they're cute, are Swalot and Shuckle. Gumi is in this game. Gumi is cute. Gumi. I saw a Slagoo in this game, and I did not remember Slagoo, especially it being that ugly. Like that Whoa. is an unpleasant. That is an unpleasant hey. Pokemon to look at. Have you seen it in Sun and Moon? Slagoo is cute. Have you seen it in Sun and Moon? I will look it up. Right now. The Sudden Moon Pokedex entry says that it happily dissolves and eats its friends. Yeah, it, it looked like something that would happily dissolve and eat its friends. <laughs> no, it was it's just figuring itself out. It's a little snail. No, Kudra is adorable. Gumi is cute. This lagoon <laughs> is terrifying. <laughs> I'm going to watch this video of it to, to verify that he's creepy. No, he's not terrifying. He just has eyes that are one color. <laughs> <laughs> no, Slagoo's bad. No, he's not. He's cute. The cor- correct answer is Snowy Vulpix. Correct, correct answer is usually Polytoad. Snowy Vulpix. No. Okay, yeah. serious question. Thoughts on Torkoal Lilligant cores that have been running around? Tortola Um. Or, wait, Tortola. That's, tor- I thought yeah, the Torkoal. Yeah, I think it's supposed to say Torkoal, oh. but I just copied and pasted from the tweet, so. Torkoal. I haven't seen those yeah. at all, actually. Okay, so what they do is you get the sun up for Lilligant, so it has chlorophyll, and then it just, after you eruptions. Oh, Or of it can protect Teeter Dance or Leaf Storm or whatever. Um, I haven't, like, I've seen a lot of them, but they they haven't been great. Yeah, it seems like a very conditional form. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it would work in all all cases. It, it doesn't. A lot of times they have Lilligant and they also have um, Orangaroo so that they could still trick room and then instruct eruption. Yeah. Yeah. Instruction, instruction eruption is the real jam. But then they also have the Lilligant mode. Yep. If they want to go that way. Yep. yep. That's, I don't know. I. It's a real team. It's cool, but I. I don't know. I I haven't had much issues facing it. Yeah, I haven't either. I mean, if they actually do lead the Lilligant uh, Marowak, you can usually just Marowak them to death. The Lilligant Torkoal? Yeah. 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 Marowak is good. Um, Marowak? I haven't even been running a Marowak. What a Swiss Army knife. (laughs) I don't know. It just seems like a bad Chandelure. I wish Chandelure was in here. It feels like a bad Chandelure sometimes, but sometimes it really doesn't, which is weird for me to say. 
because I, I I don't love the slow the slow typing that's vulnerable to intimidate either. Like it feels glass cannony, but it's not. It it really isn't. It can it can take a hit, especially since you don't really need to invest in attack because its attack is just that good. It's monstrous, yeah. You're not changing yeah. a lot of KOs by investing. Yeah. A lot, but if you get knocked off, then oh boy, what a shame. What a shame. Yeah, but knockoff will usually kill you anyway, so... Yeah, you just get KO'd. It's no big deal. You're just gonna, you're just gonna be knocked out. Yeah. Who cares? I don't know. I, I haven't tried Marowak yet because just... Yeah. I don't like its speed or its typing. Well, I love its typing. I don't like its speed. Yeah, so there are there are answers to the core, uh, like where if you're the one who asked that question. Um, but I, I don't know. It has potential. I think Torkoal is probably good. Right? Also, Instruct is broken on Holy showdown. Yeah, Instruct is insane. I... So, I I had a game the other day where something shadowballed me. Yeah. And my Gengar had cursed body, so it got disabled. Yeah. And then they Instructed, and they shadowballed again, even though they were disabled. I don't know if that's how it's oh supposed God. to work. Me neither. So, next turn, I bring in, um, I mean, it was Incineroar, and I fake out that thing. It flinches. They instruct it. It shadow balls again. How is it happening? We don't know. Like, it had just flinched, and shadow ball was disabled, and it still shadow balled. <laughs> that can't be how that works in game. Um, and so, someone informed me that, yes, if you flinch something in game and they get instructed, they just flinch again. Yep. Yep. But I, I don't know how disable works, so. It's fine. We'll we'll see what happens in the future. It probably they probably can't use it. Yeah, but it would be a good thing to know, considering going into London. tournaments have already started. Yeah, like going into London, going into PCs this week. People using Gengar. Yep. Oh, I I want to say Gengar is one of the surprises. That has been good. I I I love Gengar. Oh, <laughs> I thought it would be bad now, but it's, it's so good. I had no idea. I'm going to try it now. <laughs> Actually, that's really interesting. Yeah. Okay, so that wraps up questions, fun. though. It does. I don't have anything else, and I think we're at about an hour. Yep, we are. Tiffany, are you good? Oh yeah, I've actually got to get going. All right. Okay. Um, anything else you guys want to plug? Anywhere you're gonna be? Any other things you're doing? Follow me on Twitter. Um, I'm still not retired playing Pokemon, so please remember that I do that. I say hi at events. I really like hugs. Uh, but only after yeah. you ask me. <laughs> yeah, see, you went to another event and got top eight, so I can't say you're retired anymore. I I do this <laughs> regularly, regularly. I mean, I do suck at Pokemon a lot of the time, but I going to Philadelphia, I just can't help it, you know. But I don't think anyone's ever said that sentence before. <laughs> going to Philadelphia, I can't help. Going to Philadelphia, I just can't stop myself, you know. All right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, really, I, I would love to say hi. I would love to be your friend for a moment in time at least. I'm a busy bumblebee. No, yeah, but we we love having you on this show. Oh, thank you. Hanging out, taking your time. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm sometimes a nuisance, like today. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Still, but better than the other guest we had <laughs> that didn't show up. I tried, okay? I thought it was 7.30. No, 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 no. You, you're fine. You, you actually did show up. <laughs> Unlike that other guy. Unlike that other guy. Yep. All right, I think, well. like, every week now, somebody doesn't show up to this. Then I am done so you just overplan the amount of guests you have, knowing someone won't show up? This is regular. I try to get four people on every show, and it doesn't always work. Well, it almost never works out. Then you should start asking five people. Then you'll have the yeah, appropriate the amount. Then if five people show up, I have to edit a five-person podcast. Oh. Nobody wants that. All right, so I'm done plugging. Are you done plugging? Yeah. I'm on Twitter as well. I'm at Dr. Underscore Fidget. And you can find this fine show at, at the Lava Pool. Or else on iTunes or every other podcast thing that you can think of. Yeah. Someday! Someday I'm going to make more Pokemon stuff for Etsy, but not today. Oh yeah, it's creative. Yeah, I know. Uh, 
and I think our next episode is going to be episode 50, so I'll probably do something special for that one. I don't know. Uh, i got to figure it out yet. We're only just now. Well, yeah, I took a year off. So. Oh. Anyway, until then, I'm Sam. I'm Tyler. I'm Tiffany. We'll see you next time on The Lava Sugar crisp, sugar crisp, sugar crisp. Oh, he's coming. Better slow him up with my magic. I can't get enough of that sugar crisp. It keeps me going strong. He's the strongest bear I've ever known. You bet your booties, Granny. It's sugar sweet and honey flavored wheat, so it keeps me going strong. Thanks, Granny. Can't get enough of that sugar crisp.